A I N M E N U Main Menu Main Menu Main Menu Hi everyone, you're listening to Main Menu for the 25th of May, 2018. I am your co-host, Jason Castanguay. This week, Main Menu makes your ears happy with Microsoft Soundscape. Heads up everyone, it's time to find a nice pair of headphones. Jeff and Janine talk with Amos Miller of Microsoft about Soundscape, a unique 3D audio experience to show you what's around. If you do want a nice pair of headphones, one you can even sleep on, Janine has a review of Sleep Phones. It's all coming up right after this little announcement. Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Everyone, it's Janine Stanley, and today we are going to be delving into a wild world. So if you do not have headphones on, you may want to put them on. We're just saying, because there may be some surprises as we put this interview and piece together about a very cool product. Today we have with us, first of all, my co-host and interviewer, uh, Jeff Bishop. Hey, Jeff. Hello there. How are you? Good, good. And we have with us Mr. Amos Miller. And Amos, I'd like to have you tell us a little bit about what you do for Microsoft. Hi, Janine. Hi, Jeff. Yeah, wonderful, wonderful to be on the podcast uh, today. It's really uh, exciting to, to get a chance to talk with you and hear your questions and just discuss this topic that has been certainly exciting for us for, for quite a number of years. I... I work as a product strategist in Microsoft Research as part of our Enable team. This is an organization in Microsoft Research that really centers on doing technology research and innovation in the area uh, of people uh, with disabilities. And I feel very fortunate to be part of that team and be able to work on some of these exciting technologies. And I was very excited when I was asked to be a beta tester for the product that we're going to talk about today, which is Soundscape. And Jeff, do you want to go a little bit into what Soundscape is for everybody? Before we do that, Janine, I I wanted Amos to talk a little bit about the building he's in. Um, I think it would be interesting for people to hear about that building and what's in there. So, Amos, I'm referring to the little friends you have roaming throughout the building. <laughs> oh, <Uh-oh. laughs> so tell us about. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Well, <laughs> I don't know if you want to talk about these or not. But uh, you know, the 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 uh, the little friends that will greet you um, in hallways and things. Uh, Microsoft Research is a very interesting and unusual place. It's. Um, Certainly where a lot of fundamental computer science research uh, takes place at Microsoft. And the this is a pretty boundless research. It's not specific research that's done to solve a particular problem for a particular product. It really is fundamental exploratory. And you can imagine the teams and the researchers as part of in Building 99 do anything from... Uh, AI and quantum physics and quantum computing all the way through to understanding mosquito behavior in in farms in in Argentina. Oh, wow. Um, (laughs) (laughs) 
And uh, yes, uh, and Jeff is alluding to the fact that roaming around Microsoft Building 99 are various uh, explore, exploratory ro ro uh, robots, uh, roboting uh, AI computing that, that teams are wor working on. Um, if you go out of uh, elevators there, there'll be a robot that greets you and uh, gives you d guidance on how to get to a meeting room that you're going to and just, just things like that that have been oh, well. over the years. Can you bring those yeah. to the upcoming ACB convention? <laughs> we would love to have some of those. Yeah, bring one with you, Amos. <laughs> that would be great. Just, just a few of them, you know. Yeah, just a couple of them. Yeah, it's, it's an that exciting awesome. time, and I think um, I think that's also what's exciting for accessibility right now and accessible technologies, and more than accessible technologies. I think I I don't look at it really as how do we make a technology accessible? I look at it more about how we make the world more accessible using technology. A lot of the, the, the developments that are happening right now, that's, that's really where the opportunity is. And I, I'm just thinking, you know, I, I said that almost in jest, but I'm thinking, oh, that would be such a great idea. <laughs> get off the elevator and just simply ask the robot, you know, how do I get to conference room? And boom, there it is. That would be amazing. Well, you in this wonderful uh, area created, uh, are part of the team that created a pretty amazing product in Soundscape. So how did this idea come about? So Soundscape is, the, 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 the core concept of Soundscape uh, came out of exploration that we have done actually way before I even uh, was part of Microsoft Research. I was uh, a mere consultant, Microsoft consultant back in the UK, um, working with our customers and partners. And uh, w part of my volunteering time that I dedicated was to the Guide Dogs organization. And there was really a question with the Guide Dogs organization about what's the opportunity for technology to make a material difference to independent mobility for blind people. A material difference as in getting many more people out and about, mm -hmm. getting people onto what guide dogs sometimes refers to as the mobility journey. If it's just to get out of the house initially, even if it's perfectly fine to be on someone's arm and start to experience the world and all, all the way through to the globetrotters. And that was an intriguing question. And one thing led to the next a team of folks from Microsoft uh, joined me to explore that with, the, with Guide Dogs, and uh, we developed some concepts and ideas, and one of them uh, took off, which is today Soundscape. I uh, remember, and I'm not sure how long ago it was, Jeff, maybe you remember this too, there was, I believe it was a video, and it might have been from one of the conferences somewhere, where you sort of, the very early prototype of this was demonstrated, and there were things like, you know, where the buildings were actually located in, as you listened via headphones that were, of course, safe to, to use when you're out doing mobility things, but you would actually hear the building on your right side if it was on your right as you were walking down the street. The identifying tag would come from there, and, and I remember at the time thinking, oh, that would be really cool, but that's never going to happen. Well, that's soundscape, essentially, right? Well, right, exactly. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. And and I honestly, when I saw the video, I really thought we were quite a ways away from that technology. Oh, yeah. I, I, you know, it really was intriguing. It got me very excited. And to see that it came 
you know, to fruition that quickly was, uh, was really neat. Well, I, I think, uh, I mean, thanks for saying that. And yes, that's, that's what Soundscape became. And I think we've all learned along the way that taking concepts uh, and ideas uh, and actually getting them to work in the wild in a reasonably reliable way that people can get the benefit and enjoy the experience is, um, is a journey. And it's an iterative journey, and it uh, takes a lot of learning, a lot of work with with people out there. And uh, Soundscape, as we know it today, that was released uh, to the App Store a couple of months now. Yeah, it hasn't been that long ago. Yeah, um, is uh, is our first attempt at getting it to into the hands of people and really seeing what people make of it. This concept of sound played out in 3D space around you that is all about in enriching your awareness of, of your surrounding. It's not about telling you things and it's not about instructing you. It's just about perception. Right. So can we dive into that a bit? Tell us about, you know, a user would install this and, and really what, what would they expect to hear and what, what, what are the expectations for this application? For someone who has not tried it. Sure. So I think the first thing to note is that this is about enhancing your perception of your environment using 3D audio by hearing things around you in space. And I'll explain in a moment how that works. It is really designed to be something that is easy to use. There's a concept that we we keep coming back to that if the technology gets in the way of your experience, then it's detracting from your experience. And we really tried to create an experience where your interaction with the phone and with the technology itself is minimal. There's still a way to go on that, on that but that's, uh, that's um, something that people have responded very well to. And the third point is this notion, and we'll talk about it a bit later, about this notion that Soundscape, when you want... Um, awareness of your surrounding this is a we want soundscape to fade into the background this is something that shouldn't be something that you are using and focusing on and being attending to and giving it your attention your attention should be with the friend that you're walking with or on the uh, podcast you're listening to or the daydream you're going through (laughs) and and how can you have technology support your experience when you're out and about while allowing you to to do that, and those are sort of some of the goals that we really try to attain with the, with the design. How does it work, Jeff? Um, in, indeed. So first of all, you, you download the app from the App Store, Microsoft Soundscape, or just Soundscape. It will it will it will pop up there. Um, it does require uh, a, a stereo headset because we use. Um, we try to convey sound in three-dimensional space. We do need both of your ears. There's only uh, only in that way this kind of technology works. And we do recognize that that's a, a an unusual requirement for our audience, for the for the community. For visually impaired people, do not like to block their ears. That's a, a, a significant issue. We've, uh, and, and, and people have experimented, experimented with various types of headsets. We are still experimenting in the lab with different types of headsets as well. Uh, some people have found 
uh, bone conduction headsets to work very well because they don't block much of the ambient sound. They have some trade-offs on sound quality, but it, it comes down to the individual. Other people are perfectly happy with the either the Apple AirPods or just a, a, a pair of regular earphones. Uh, so it, it's interesting to see the choices that, that people have made on on that. Have the app installed and you put your headphones on and you start it up, you'll pretty quickly um, get an initial experience of the surround sound of what's around you. I recommend to people to take a bit of time at home to play with the app before they step out the front door because there are new concepts in it and things that you need to get used to. Just standing in the middle of the room and pressing the button around me will call out three or four points of interest that are all around you. And you will hear, as you do it again at once or twice and you turn your body and your whole phone, the phone with you, you'll hear how those announcements emanate from the direction where these points of interest are around around you where you are yes and they're very realistic kind of eerily so really eerily <laughs> i mean it's so. fantastic well and i mean that in a positive way that yeah. you know it's fascinating that it's that it, you're able to be that precise in you know i mean i've tested this walked up to buildings and things and, and it it was right on i went for a walk with my wife and you know i i told her well it, it says it's coming up on on you know I can sort of tell that it's up ahead into the, into the left. And she goes, that's right. It's right there. You know, and it, and it really gives you that cue. It's, it's very, very good. And I'm not sure how you do it, but it even can convey things that are behind you. There's just this different sound and you instinctually know, even before it says it's behind you, that it's behind you as opposed yeah, to in front exactly. of you. It's really wild. Yeah, I mean, these, uh, these are all part of how 3D audio works, and that's a very interesting research area that Microsoft has been working on for a while independently that's uh, related to our holographic and augmented reality work. One of the aspects of being able to hear front and back is actually the, the brain is not able to distinguish front and, front and back if it's dead center. But if it's slightly at an angle, and even better, if you can slightly move your head while the sound is playing, the brain will very quickly snap it to to a location that is, is front or back if it's not too close to the center. If it's very close to the center, you'll find that people will turn their head like at 45 degrees to kind of figure it out exactly where it's coming mm -hmm. from. But that happens with real sounds as well. That's not unique to, to, to artificial sound. And I, I can attest to what Amos is saying about um, play with it a little bit first because I got the app and I turned it on and I went outside for a walk. And the first time that it announced a point, other than, okay, I know I'm coming up to the street. Yeah, that's great. And I have an intersecting street at an angle where I live and it caught that great. But then it caught something else that I didn't even know about was there and it came in from the the left at about 10 o'clock and it scared me to death <laughs> like, yeah that, that happened to me too that, that happened to me too yeah, yeah. so well uh, i i do think it takes a bit of uh, it takes a bit of adjustment 
I do think that taking a walk in the in a familiar space, familiar neighborhood, preferably an, an area that has a few things around. Some some neighborhoods have very little around, and, and so you don't end up hearing more than the than the roads and intersections. But just putting the phone in your pocket or, or 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 in your hand, whatever you prefer, and just walking and not dealing with the phone, just listening to the sounds while attending to whatever you're doing. And what I ask of people often to do is after a few days to actually try and ignore soundscape. Yeah? yeah. When, when you really get to the point that you can hear the announcement but pay no attention to them whatsoever, that's when it is able to start fading into the background and be there for you when you need it. But that takes a bit of practice. That's not natural. A lot right. of the other apps that people use do require your attention as they as they work, um, but we really feel that that's something that, if you get comfortable with doing, then you will quickly see that it's something that you can use while you're walking along with your your kid or your dog. Yeah, a lot of we get a lot of questions. How does it work with a guide dog? How can I concentrate on my dog and and making sure that I I I guide, I, I instruct and engage with a dog fully mm -hmm. and and that requires uh requires you to be able to ignore soundscape hear it you you still hear it but you don't attend to what you're hearing unless you choose to and i found that it really helps me in terms of directing the dog if i have that better spatial sense of where something is because i can i can know it's on my right side coming up but I may be looking too soon, and so I'm cueing the dog too soon and things like that. And if it is something that's in soundscape and I can hear it up there, I know that, okay, I'm not quite up to it yet. Yeah. I have a similar situation. I have a, a stretch before I get to work about, um, I don't know, 400 yards or so, where if I cue the dog too early, then he thinks we are going spending. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. So I, I don't need. I, I need to cue him right on time. And with soundscape, I just get. Say, it says building ninety nine close by, and then it says steps, and I know. Okay, now it's time to cue yeah. him. Uh, right. Yes. Absolutely. So, so just, just those uh, those and those are the kind of things nuances that I think you build as you as you start using it and 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 mm -hmm. feeling what it where it fits. And once you've kind of developed uh, some. Uh, sort of a, a uh, the basic skills. One of the key capabilities that we um, worked on is the the audio beacon. Should we talk about the audio beacon? Yeah, yeah. let's For talk about one. that. Was what I was going to bring up next. Yep. Yeah, these are pretty. I, yeah, cool. yeah, exactly. The audio beacon. So, first of all, a general point of clarification: the audio beacon has nothing to do with Bluetooth beacons. Okay, said and yep. done. Very Bluetooth important. <laughs> Bluetooth beacons are not part of the equation. We don't rely on their existence around, in, in, and we we don't uh, uh, deal with beacons, with Bluetooth beacons or i beacons as they are sometimes called. This is a real beacon, <laughs> as in, or at least it tries to behave like a real beacon. Something that plays a sound from the direction of somewhere and just plays that sound and you can decide to do what what you 
want with that sound. So the 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 um, typical example is if you are indeed um, walking somewhere, whether you know where that place is, or even if you don't, let's say you got off a bus and you're looking for a specific restaurant. Uh, what we what Soundscape allows you to do is to place an uh, to place an audio beacon on it. Soundscape doesn't get into full, hey, let me grab your hand and drag you there and give you instruction step by step. It takes a very backseat role and says, let me tell you where it is, place an audio beacon on it. It's, it's only a sound. Um, you'll, uh, you, as you start it, you'll start hearing the uh, clicking sound. And you'll hear it either louder in one, one ear or the other. And as you concentrate on that sound, you'll actually hear that it comes from a certain direction. And that's the direction where that restaurant is in, in a straight line. If you turned your head and your body and your phone towards that direction, you will hear an additional sound that just reinforces that it's centered. Some some of our team members uh, uh, refer refer to it as target lock. Mm. Yeah, you kind of okay. Now I know precisely where it is. The trick with the audio beacon is great. Now I know where it is. Now I'm going back to Soundscape. Effectively hands control back to you and says over to you to figure out how to get there. Okay, which is different now. Over to you to figure out how to get there. You can hear where it is. It might be around the corner. You can hear the traffic. You can hear where the, you can feel where the road, the path is going. You have a dog. You have a cane. You have prior knowledge of the space. You might have another navigation app. You might have some residual vision. There's multiple ways that you would choose. You might have a friend with you. Often I walk with a, with my daughter and I say, "Okay, Oren." Restaurant is over there in that direction. So let's find a place to turn left, and we go. Yeah. So that's a it's a it's a very interesting experience to to walk and and experience the audio beacon as you as you move and as it changes position as you progress in space. Let me demonstrate how the beacon works. So the first thing I'll do is go in Soundscape and set a beacon. I'm clearing the old one. I go back to set a beacon. There's a button in the middle of the screen. And when I open that, I get the list of nearby places and also the recent places. And if I search recents, and the top of the recents, I have Microsoft Building 112, which I'm going to select now. And as I selected it, I'm starting to hear the beacon. Microsoft building 112 around 155 yards. Uh, it, it gave me the, the distance of the beacon, uh, the location of it. I'm now hearing it. And if you listen carefully to the pitter-patter sound, it kind of sounds like it's coming. It's definitely stronger on the left ear. And if you notice, it's a little bit left and in front. Now what I'm going to do is I'm going to slowly turn towards it. I'm turning and it, what the effect that you will hear is that it will come further and further towards the center. I'm turning, turning, turning. 
and now I'm facing it. And as I'm facing it, you hear this target lock sound, this ting sound that confirms that the building is now right in front of me. Now obviously, there isn't a direct road going from where I'm standing to that building. The road is actually going in this direction. I'm turning to the right, turning, turning to the right, and now I'm hearing build, building 112 Beacon is all the way to my left, 90 degrees. I can hear it in my, my left ear, and I'll be walking, walking, walking along until I find a place to turn left, and I'm turning left now, and you can hear the beacon moving back to the center, and, and I'm walking straight towards it. And if the road was going a bit further to the left, you'll start hearing the beacon coming from the direction of my right. And that's how you work with the beacon. You always know where that destination is. And I really like using this when I'm riding on a city bus and I know I'm going to get off somewhere. I know my, my stop, you know, and then the place that I'm going, maybe up the street a little bit and through a parking lot. And this is beautiful. It, it really does actually keep you kind of on track and aware and <laughs> have a couple bus routes that are pretty circuitous. So, you know, wait, why is this thing at my seven o'clock position? I can hear it in soundscape. Why are we going away from it? And it turns <laughs> out that that just happens to be the way the bus route goes and it turns and yeah. it comes back toward the thing. But it was something that I sort of knew intellectually from the address, but it really wasn't the same as hearing it in space. It does create, it's quite interesting, it does create some interesting uh, il illusions for people. Um, I was walking around down, down the road with somebody the other day, and the audio beacon was kind of pretty ambiguous where, which side of the road our destination was. But we knew it was on the other side of the road, and we couldn't understand. And then we obviously realized that the road curves, but we didn't know that the road curves. Ah. Uh -huh. Yeah, but the road does curve. And therefore, you know, the, the world is not straight lines. The world <laughs> curves around and does funny things. And, uh, and you kind of get this, um, the truth, if you like. <laughs> <laughs> And so for people who are, want to set up beacons, are there restrictions on what can be used for a beacon? So that's a great question, Jeff. Um, out of the door uh, a couple of months ago, we only you, you could only set a beacon to a particular point of interest that was that was already in soundscape as part of our underlying mapping platform which is in OpenStreetMaps. The good news is that people found that frustrating and wanted to do a lot more with the beacon. They wanted to place it on other places. They've, obviously, the top priority was um, addresses. They wanted to be able to place it on any address. And um, we managed to um, implement that. So that's already in the App Store and has been for, 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 a, couple of, for a month or so that you can now place it on, on any address. And then that led to the next wave of requests. Um, 
of, okay, that's great, but I actually want to place it anywhere. Okay. Uh, people describe scenarios where they, I'm getting off, I'm going to the beach and I'm the, I've used these particular stairs to go down and I want to be able to get back to these stairs. Yes. Right. Or yeah. getting into a park, I'm right. meeting somebody and I want to get, be able to get back there. Right. To so a Ramada, a, for example, in a park or uh, you yeah, know, a specific and, bench or something. Yes. And so, you know, these are the kinds of things that you, we, we're getting very, a very strong signal from, from feedback and, and, and conversations with people. So that's uh, what I can say is that that's the kind of stuff we'd like to make possible. And, 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 um, and we, we, we would continue to evolve the product accordingly. Uh, it's quite interesting to see how people... Uh, start to to look at the beacon. You know, one of the scenarios that we we found that the beacon does p- people enjoy using it is 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 in in those kind of fairly open unstructured areas. You know, university campus where you know all the buildings are kind of randomly scattered around. <laughs> there isn't really a lot of structure <laughs> to follow unless you were comp- you know unless unless you were trained to do a specific route. When when you are in an open plaza or or or, or, or in streets where there's uh, not you know the, the pedestrian streets and those kind of open spaces that you just need to kind of figure out your straight line somewhere or where where something is and you have to kind of negotiate your own obstacles um, and that and so those are the those are the type of things that we we we're excited excited to see how people are using it and see what we can do to enable enable them to do more. That was one of the things that surprised me um, in my, my little surprise place that popped up happened to be a path that just happened to be on open street maps in our neighborhood. And it's a path I take all the time. So I was really excited because I thought at the time, how am I going to, I'm not going to be able to set this as a beacon or anything like that. Um, how am I going to, you know, how am I going to recognize this? And sure enough, it was already there. Now, is there any plan to use a different kind of mapping system or to incorporate more points of interest or things like that into the maps in the future? Yeah, yeah, we're definitely looking looking at that. Uh, Good. Yeah, improving the data pl- the data ma- the, the data layout uh, uh, and richness and and uh, is is definitely something that we're working on. Now, is this only good for walking? I don't know. You just described the scenario <laughs> where you where you can do it uh, where you can use it on the bus. Um, it's kind of a trick question because I love using this thing in vehicles. I think it is so much fun to even on the highway, believe it or not. And that was a recent development, right? Actually, being able to because when it first came out, you all said, you know, this is primarily for walking. It may not work in a vehicle, but then with subsequent updates, the ability to work within a vehicle provides you some really neat information. Absolutely. Um, we have already uh, done some work to improve the experience in a vehicle. Uh, you know, like, like I said earlier, some, some, some of the nuance that we, take, we try to take care of is that it doesn't become overwhelming, but uh, it does reflect what you want to hear, but, but still allow you to not deal with it i think if you are finding that you're keeping having to turning it turning it turn it off in the vehicle then then that's not a great you know i'd, I'd rather it be something that's there that that's giving you the the right experience and that's that's exactly one of the things that we're we are iterating on right now 
trying to, to uh, and so, some improvement we've already done to 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 behave different better at, at different speeds and whether you're in different types of vehicles and so on so that's uh some work that we've done another area that uh, we we released an update very recently about with is um what we call uh, call out history you must be reading my mind amos because that was exactly the next thing i was going to ask about <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> well like i got i i kind of got, got that we're in the in the uh what's coming and what what are we working on there uh, mm-hmm. and so recall out history is a really interesting feature and we again it's one of these things that i believe we believe in the team we we don't quite know exactly what impact it will have and what opportunities it will open but the I said in the beginning that we want people to be completely comfortable ignoring soundscape and ignoring the sounds that they hear or not paying attention to it, attention to everything that's being said. But if you heard something and you wanted to hear it again or you wanted to find out more about it or set a beacon to it or so on, now you're able to expand the the call-out history, which is simply the history of what you heard. It's a little bit like the uh, breadcrumb trail of, of where you've been the recent, yeah? It's a history, and, and, and you, can, you can repeat a call out and it will repeat it from where you've heard, it, from where you are now. So you might have uh, moved on from where you were before, so you can still sort of repeat where it was. You can set a beacon to it. You can just look back and, and, and see where you've been and, 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 and it, it can help with mental me, mental modeling, memorizing where, what, 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 what was on your journey and so on. So it, it's, it's a new new idea. It's a new new feature. It did come from, from people asking to be able to, to repeat, people asking to be able to, to, in, to interact with what they heard. And we'll, we, we, this is something, again, that we, we will continue evolving based on feedback. And I haven't had a chance to play with it yet, so I'm, I'm really pretty interested to see exactly what accessing that history will be, um, will be like. And because there have been times when I, I do that, what did that just say? <laughs> what was that place? Or what was that street that, you know, whenever I did the uh, – and there are three buttons at the bottom. And uh, they are, as I'm not remembering them, so... <laughs> There's my location around me and ahead of me. Ah, there we go. There you so, go. Yeah. Um, and th- those buttons are really, uh, as you go around, and let's say you reach an intersection or you get off a bus stop and you need to query your environment. You need to find out more about your space in order to make a decision or to find something. Then you uh, you can press around me, which is just four points of interest around you that should hopefully help you orient yourself, figure out uh, where, where you've been dropped off. Uh, ahead of me can give you... And this, this is, again, all played out in 3D audio in space around you. Yeah, it can... Um, ahead of me will give you... Uh, as you walk down the street, the uh, a bit of a, a, an advanced look of what's coming up left and right, so that you can okay, the the building I'm going to is over there, or the train station I'm familiar with is over there, so now I I know where I am. It's it's more for landmarks than for discovery and exploration. Mm-hmm. 
Um, my location is the is is purely to say you're on this street. There's an intersection, so this is more about the streets and the intersections, so that uh, you can you can get a fixing of of your location. There is an, another interesting. You you mentioned uh, call out the call outs uh, earlier, and one of them is 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 indeed how how we try to give you the layout of an intersection as you approach an intersection um, in three directions, um, and that kind of gives you a sense for is this a an intersection that goes in all directions, or is actually am I actually on top of a T intersection, or yes. am I actually coming up to a T intersection? And again, all these things that should help you make a good decision about which way to go. And that's, that's very useful. Yes, that T intersection feature, I love that one. And yeah, very very useful. Coming at angles um, that aren't exactly at right angles, it handles those really nicely. We do. We play some tricks there in order to make it very clear. Uh, we 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 try. <laughs> it's not so. It's not so simple sometimes. Now yeah. you can actually use this app with other GPS apps, right? You had mentioned before that you know one of your goals was to have it operating in the background. Um, so I've got oh any of the popular GPS apps. Uh, can I actually use Soundscape with that app? Yep. You, so you can start Soundscape. Uh, put it in the uh, and and just um, hit the home button on this on the on the phone and launch any other app and Soundscape will continue running in the background, giving you the 3D audio announcements. Um, if you set a beacon, that beacon will continue to play. Um, because the beacon is non-audio, is non uh, non-verbal. It's a it's a, it's what we we call a non-verbal cue. It is very much not. It doesn't uh, conflict with the channel with any other audio channel as you, as you're hearing sound. You can hear that and hear the Google Maps instructions or the Apple Maps instructions or the email that you're reading. Yeah, and, and um, so if if you play, if you you'll be you'll notice it when you put Soundscape on, uh, you'll hear that the that the sound that Soundscape makes just doesn't clash with the sounds and the audio and the instructions that you get from Google Maps. And that really allows you to, if you do, if there's a segment that you want step-by-step -step instructions or you want to use um, Nearby Explorer or one of the other apps in order to get more specific guidance, then go right ahead. And that, that, that's all the better. And, and I typically do use it actually with, with Nearby Explorer. And I like the beacon feature because the watch feature, I, I love Nearby Explorer, but the watch feature is a little too verbose for me. And the beacon is just a sound. And because it's 3D, it's going to move around my headset and I can keep better track of the thing that I want to keep a watch on. And it just seems to, the two work really nicely together for me. Great. Have you guys thought about a way of exploring your environment um, virtually within the app itself and be able, being able to set beacons on specific uh, points of interest? You know, for example, the Microsoft campus or buildings around a, a specific university, for example, it would be interesting if someone could virtually walk the campus and yeah. have Soundscape uh, tell you about 
those things and, and allow you to set beacons virtually so that you know that when you're going to be going to that space that they're already preset for you? Jeff, I think that would be a beautiful experience. <laughs> that would be so awesome. I mean, wow. look, uh, have we thought about it? Uh, you can imagine we have, uh, and we're still uh, getting lots of uh, sure. inspiration and ideas from, from what we're seeing going on. 3D audio is, is, just, is just such an interesting medium uh, to play yeah. with and to experience, and, and uh, there's so much... That I think we can we can do. I mean, I I, uh, I the possibilities the, are endless. To be honest, yeah. Oh my I mean, gosh, on, yes. on the on the weekend, I uh, I actually um, used uh, soundscape on a kayak in on on Lake Union. Oh, <laughs> oh wow! Wow. Uh, <laughs> wow. Based, what was that based, like? Well, I placed the audio beacon on a random point of interest on the other side of the lake and uh, started rowing there with my daughter in front to make sure that I don't bump into anything. <laughs> oh, wow. And I that's, went that's around great. in circles. And, cool. <laughs> um, and, and I, I think these are the kind of uh, experiences that I'm excited to see people start exploring, you know, uh, the way finding one on the street, that's really important and we want to get that right. But I think the potential uh, of, of this kind of ambient uh, non-verbal audio that gives you a richer perception of your surrounding and enables you to do things in a natural way, I don't know where that's going to get us. So I think the, the, this, uh, it's, um, it's a very exciting space. Now, Absolutely. as there are more indoor mapping solutions coming up that do and don't use the other type of beacon, um, yep. physical beacon, are there any, you know, I'm sure you guys have thought about it, but how would Soundscape fit into the indoor navigation sphere? We are very open to work with, uh, with other organizations and to figure, out, figure that out. We have over the years. Um, we continue to... The reality at the moment is that there's a, it's a bit of a, um, it's far from a solved uh, ish, question. Uh, yeah, there, there's lots of people working in this space yeah. right yeah. now. And so, yeah, and we, we see that th there is the tech solution question. There mm -hmm. is the business model around the, these kind of investments. Who's going to put mm -hmm. the investment? Why would they do it? What's the ROI? In what way are they going? You know, they are, in what way they're going to create infrastructure that benefits the broader community as well? There's, I think that uh, we we just need to continue plugging away at this question. We we definitely, and you will have seen in the history of Soundscape, this is definitely an area that we have been uh, and continue to, uh, to to look at and, and develop our understanding of. Are there other voices that might be made available for the verbal parts of Soundscape? I know people have asked that. I actually like the voices because they don't sound like anything else that I have going on my phone at the moment. <laughs> Watch this space. Uh-oh. <laughs> I see. Space. There is, um, I guess by the time you, unless something happens, by the time you put the... Put the Pu pu publish this this uh, program uh, 
you will also have a solution for that. In oh the boy, <laughs> there, oh, boy. there we go. <laughs> All right, an exclusive. At least the U, at least the U.S. voice. Uh, we are not offering uh, a, a long list of voices mm-hmm. at this stage, but we're starting to look at. You know, the whole question of sound and intelligibility and different types of voices is something that we continue to iterate. It is so central to what we want to be a beautiful sonic experience. And that is something that you will see us uh, continuing to evolve first. The first thing that, 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 that is just a priority from, from user feedback Give us U.S. voice, U.S. voice. Okay, okay. The Birmingham voice. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm going to keep the original. <laughs> yeah, um, but we, we will. Uh, this is something that we will we will continue to evolve. Yeah. And what other exciting things can we look forward to from Soundscape? Oh, I think we talked about a number of exciting things. I think. Um, What's left, right? <laughs> What's left? What's left? I think we'll need to keep some for the for some, some some surprises. For the con- yeah, for the convention, which, which brings us to that. So, which yes, we will be at the conventions. And oh, we'll awesome. be at the ACB convention. You know, one of the things that we want, we really want to do while we're there, and something that we're starting to do. Is and I, I kind of said that at the right in the beginning of the of the of the of the talk. I think that ultimately the long game here is how do we get to a technology, whether it's soundscape or other technologies, but to technologies that are going to make a material difference to people's mobility journey accelerate their own personal goals on their own mobility journey where they wherever they are on that and a lot there are the large proportion of people out there who could benefit from the power of these technologies and don't yet do so and we want to try and figure out how to how to do that in collaboration with the nonprofits that are around but also working directly with people and getting and finding ways to have people start to experience you know like i said soundscape is very very simple to use it's not you don't have to spend a lot of you know don't have to have a great depth of technical knowledge to 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 understand how to use it um, and we want to spend time doing some really hands-on training with people out and about and just seeing how people take it and, and get start getting comfortable with this kind of technology. So we'll do that. We'll, we'll do that at the ACB convention, the NFB, um, and we, we also start to do that with some organi- local grassroots organizations. Wonderful. So everyone uh, look out for the folks from Soundscape. Jeff, do you have anything else? Well, yeah, I, I think people should uh, keep an eye out. Janet will probably be announcing, uh, you know, that for letting people know when that will be at the convention, and people should get there early, get in line. That's going to be a, I think that's going going to be a very very popular thing that's going to be happening at the convention. Thank oh, you. I hope so I'm yeah. hoping it's not at a time when I'm in the exhibit hall. So. <laughs> Oh, you're going to be there, huh? I am going to be there, and I'm, oh, I'm excited very good. I'm to be there. But, yeah. but I'm trapped in an exhibit hall booth, so. <laughs> uh, well, we'll come see you there. That's right. Come to me. Yeah. I will be happy to point people your way. <laughs> very good. 
<laughs> Wonderful. Well, I'm looking forward to, I, I obviously, I have met Jeff, but I'm looking forward to you meeting you, Janine, in person and, and the rest of the team. It's, it's exciting. I think it's great. Well, I want to thank you, Amos, for all the work that you guys are doing there in, in the team and make sure to thank all of your team members for us too. This, this kind of innovation is, is fantastic and it's changing people's lives. So thanks for, thanks for putting forth all the effort and really making a difference. Thanks. Thanks, Jeff. It's, it, is, it is the team, I have to say. I, I am very fortunate with a, a wonderful team and also wonderful collaborators with, the, with a lot of people outside Microsoft that we've been working with uh, to, to, get to, to, get on, to get through this journey. So thank you. Awesome. And I will say thank you so much for joining us here on Main Menu, Amos. And I'm sure we will be having you back as this app progresses and more of your work in that amazing building with all, all of your little friends. I wish I had little friends that actually, you know, were productive. My little friends right now are ants. So <laughs> being invaded by ants. So. <laughs> oh I will take the, the robotic little friends anytime. That's right. Thank you so much. This has been Janine Stanley and Jeff Bishop. Thanks, Jeff. You're welcome. For Main Menu. Hi, everyone. This is Janine with a recommendation for you. I've been using this product for, gosh, almost 10 years now, and I cannot speak highly enough about it. The product is called Sleep phones and sleep phones are a set of headphones that yes you can wear when sleeping how many of us fall asleep to books or radio or white noise or whatever these particular headphones i was turned on to by a friend and the secret to them is that they have flat speakers i mean you can really sleep sideways which i do pretty much every night sleeping on your side while wearing these things sleep phones come with a very nice plush headband uh, the headbands come in a couple different styles and for the sleep phones themselves these are geared toward you know bedtime sleeping relaxing whatever they do have an action pair that are called run phones and those are specifically for exercising and running when you want your ears covered but maybe not completely covered they the run phones aren't bone conduction uh, to my knowledge they don't yet have a bone conduction pair of run phones i don't have a pair of these but i certainly do have the sleep phones now your sleep phones will come in a number of different models. They have a basic binaural headphone model with a cord and a standard uh, mini jack that would plug into just about any device uh, except of course for your iPhone 8 and iPhone 10 and those you can get a lightning to mini connector and they connect up very nicely. In fact I do that just about every night with mine. There are a bunch of different models of sleep phones though. So the basic one that I just mentioned is around $39. You can go up though as high as $149 if you really want the deluxe Bluetooth with induction charging. And the Bluetooth models come with or without a microphone. So there would be a microphone built in there. So you could actually use them to dictate, to work with Siri, to do whatever you need to do with a microphone, even, yes, answer phone calls in bed, I suppose. <laughs> so there are a lot of options there. There is also a regular Bluetooth model for around $99. 
uh, that comes with or without the microphone. And the speakers can be replaced. So this is the really cool part about these particular headphones. When you get them, they come with the speakers inserted into the headband. There's a little bit of Velcro on the headband and you can pull the speakers out if you need to wash the headband, it is uh, hypoallergenic and you can easily throw it in the washing machine. Be sure to take the speakers out first or you're gonna have a really bad day. Just saying. When you take out the speakers though, they come in little cloth covered pouches, each speaker, and they are really flat. They're maybe the size of uh, a Necco wafer if you're so inclined to eat that kind of candy. Um. <laughs> <laughs> they actually do remind me of little Necco wafers. Uh, they are in their little cloth pouches. And here's the great part too. You can also buy replacement speakers. The cord is one of these cloth covered cords. If you buy the corded model, which is a great thing. I have not had one cord fray yet. I've had one speaker of the pair go out. But that's really the only issue I've had with these things. They've been really, really sturdy. I have used two pairs in the 10 years that I've had them. So they last a long time. They put up with a lot of abuse. I have never had fraying of the cord at the end where it plugs into your device, either with the lightning cable or otherwise, uh, the lightning converter. But if you do have an issue, they do sell replacement speakers and a way to put those replacement speakers in for one or both of the speakers. Now I have not tried that yet, but it looks like it's a simple snap-in process. The headbands for the sleep phones and run phones come in a couple different fabrics. The sleep phones are a fleece material and then a lighter kind of fleece-like material that gives you a little bit more air circulation if you get hot when you sleep or if you're in a hot climate, you don't have air conditioning or something like that. Um, those particular headbands are designed, you can wear them on top of your head and around the back, sort of like a, a hairband or you can pull them down over your eyes. If you're really light sensitive when you sleep, these are great sleep shades actually. They come in a couple different colors um, and they've added some colors since I bought mine. There is a midnight black which blocks out all light. So um, these things really do block light. There is a gray, a soft gray that I have, a soft lavender, which some people really like. It's even lighter. It lets in even more light. Then they have a, I think they call it galaxy blue, which I'm not sure what shade of blue that is, but we're talking letting in a little light. Then they have one that is sunset pink, and I have no idea what color sunset pink is, but uh, it, it sounds very nice if you're into pink things. So uh, pretty much a color for everybody there. And like I said, those come in the two, the thicker, uh, more plush fleece or a lighter material. The run phones come in a more mesh material. I, as I said, don't have a pair of these, but I'd like to get a pair. Now they say on the website that they are noise canceling, um, sort of, not entirely. It depends on how they fit over your ear, you know, how tight the fit is, etc. And that's another thing. The headbands do come in different sizes. And on the website, there is a way to measure, you know, the size for a headband. I've also found, though, that if your headband, if you get one size and you don't like it, you can always, you know, exchange and get the headband, get the headband that you need. But also you can just roll it, 
kind of twist it once, and that goes in between sizes, because I'm sort of in between sizes. I have a, believe it or not, a small head. So I usually get uh, the extra small is too small, and then the regular small is just a little bit not quite right. So I just turn it, you know, um, twist it once, and that seems to, seems to do it for me, because I don't I can't stand anything on my face when I'm sleeping, so I don't use it as a, as a sleep shade, but it can be used that way. Uh, the Run phones also come corded and wireless, and they also come with the induction charger if that's what you want. Of course, the price goes up for each of those options, but they are definitely available. The sleep phones were one of the first headphone devices, I believe, to have an induction charger. So they say that the battery on the Bluetooth and the induction charging sleep phones is pretty good. Um, I can't attest to that. Maybe someone who has them can, but these things are ridiculously comfortable. I have used them in a hospital setting when I was in the hospital for a few days. Um, they were great in that setting because comfort, you know, you're not very comfortable when you're in the hospital anyway. So uh, anything you can do to make that process better is good. They really do not hurt to lay on them because you've got the plush of the headband, but the speakers are also flat, so you're not dealing with something poking at you. They go outside the ear, so these are not in-ear kind of speakers at all. They're almost like a pillow speaker, and they have great binaural sound, actually. I've listened to binaural recordings on them, and they really are very realistic in terms of the separation of the sound between your two ears. You can also adjust where the speakers are in the headband because the headband is basically a hollow tube with a little Velcro opening um, midway around it. And so you can move those speakers to better fit where your ears are on your head, which I really like. So that is the Sleep Phones headset for nice uh, flat speakers, good quality sound, and just a really great experience if you wear a headset or you want to listen to things when you're sleeping. The website for these is www.sleepphones.com. And they are available, I think you're going to get the best deals directly through the website, but they are also available at other places. And you can find resellers and such on their website. Again, that's sleepphones, S-L-E-E-P. P-H-O-N-E-S dot com. This has been Janine for Main Menu. Main Menu is a program brought to you by the American Council of the Blind and ACB Radio. It can be heard every Friday evening beginning at 9 p.m. Eastern on ACB Radio Mainstream, and it repeats every four hours until 5 p.m. the following day. You can tune in by going to acbradio.org slash mainstream Grab it as a podcast, use ACB Link for iOS, or call 712-775-4808. If you have ideas, suggestions, or a recording of your own you would like to submit, demoing or reviewing a product, feel free to reach out to us. Our email address is mainmenu at acbradio.org. You can find us on Twitter at Main Menu. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you.